Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Muse Room. My name's Katie, and I will be your host as we meander into the lives of inspiring and creative people. This is a hub for makers, thinkers, dreamers, and anyone else that is doing the work or is aspiring to do the work that they truly want to be doing. Hello, welcome back to Muse Room. This episode is going to be a bit different because it was recorded with a live audience. Hosting a live podcast event has been something that I've wanted to do since the very beginning of Muse Room. I've been dreaming of turning Muse Room into a physical space for a very long time, and I did that last week. I hosted an event with about 30 women and interviewed Nikki Lapresti, the founder of Elan Styling Klee. It was a magical evening filled with creative go-getters, and it wasn't just a live podcast interview. It was an experience. Nikki's a stylist, and she goes into her clients' wardrobes and helps them create outfits out of the clothes that they already have. She has a passion for ethical and sustainable fashion, and she can often be found wearing pieces that she found at the thrift store, or even better, her grandmother's closet. So of course, I wanted that part of her business to come alive in the in-person event. We invited Wandering Wardrobe and Avalon Exchange to come sell secondhand clothes. I interviewed Nikki about sustainable fashion, styling, and thrifting, and we even got to watch her do a live styling demo. It was a full circle experience, and the whole thing was recorded for you. If you were unable to attend this event, you'll get a peek into what we all experienced by tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoy. Before you tune in, I do have a little disclaimer. This episode is going to be sounding much different than normal episodes. The very first minute is a bit hard to hear, but after that, despite not having the best sound recording environment, you will be able to hear everything clearly. So be sure to listen through to the end. Thank you. Have you been thinking about starting your own podcast but have no idea where to start? Well, I've got some really good news for you. I'm launching a DIY podcast course. It's an online course that will teach you everything you need to know about starting a podcast. It will include six modules and multiple lessons within each module, helpful PDFs like email templates, worksheets, checklists, and more, audio lessons, video tutorials, and access to a private Facebook group. You no longer have to wonder what it would be like to have a podcast of your own. Take the first step towards starting yours by signing up for this course. It costs $198, but until October 1st, you can get it for 25% off. You will gain access to the course on November 1st, and after that, you'll have all of the content for life. My goal is to make podcasting as accessible as possible, and this is how I'm going to do it. To purchase the course, head to the link in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself quickly or not quickly. Hi, I'm Nikki. 
saw the colors. We just went to her first grade orientation yesterday, and it was so cute because the yeah, the little pictures of them outside that they drew, and her like staple for anybody that she draws is really bold eyelashes. And like every woman looks beautiful when she draws them because they have these bold eyelashes. And then her like little tagline it said, "I am unique." And all the kids said, "Why they're unique?" And her reason was. I'm unique because I have a poofy dress on. <laughs> just like, that's just who she is. She, she loves style, she loves fashion. Um, she helps me think outside the box with that kind of stuff. So she's my number one for sure. Has she always been into fashion or is it something that has come recently just from you? Yeah, into no, I feel like I have fashion because of her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, she's always been into it. I think ever since she was little, I'm trying to remember like a a scenario, I never let her wear pink until like as long as I could. I was like, she's not wearing pink, I'm never letting her wear it. Um, and then eventually she had a say and she wanted to dress herself. And then I, I think allowing her to have that freedom, um, I let her choose what she wants to wear. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, just go out the door. Like, I'm going to change my mind. I don't want to know what you have on. Um, so sometimes I think she gets looked at, you know, a little bit like, oh, you know, but you know, one time my husband actually, she wanted, and she's, it's all about like top to bottom. It's her hair, it's her shoes. And one time she wanted her hair done with like six braids and then like ponytails in the back. And my husband took her to the mall and this one uh, woman at the store was like, oh, I see daddy did your hair today. <laughs> and he was like, nope, she So when did you start to get into fashion for the first time? Um, I feel like I was always liked, you know, getting dressed and having fun with it. Um, I feel like it definitely became more of a thing as I was in college, um, just kind of finding my own style. I have two sisters. I feel like we all have very different styles and mm -hmm. kind of different looks that we go for. Um, for me, I my sisters like are very like actually artistic people. Like, my sister's like with nails and hair. My other sister's like an art teacher. And I was like, meh, nah, I don't know what that is. Like, I have nothing to offer the world. Um, so for me, I felt like me doing style and having a fashion sense was actually my way of offering an artistic approach to life and being artistic. Because I feel like that's something that even artists don't realize. I'm like, you're such an artist, but you don't dress like mm -hmm. you have an art of your, you know, your clothes and your wardrobe is an art. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of something I really honed in on and become really passionate about. Um, but yeah, I would say just fashion in general and then adding the whole idea of thrifting and um, you know ethically made sustainable clothes is a whole other mm -hmm. aspect of it, which I feel like also came in in college and just having different friends and um, that were passionate about it and just bringing awareness to it. Working at Found or Get Found yeah. and obviously having a huge background of just wanting to have ethical and sustainable brands and companies 
you know, down to found this down to the thread. Mm -hmm. Literally, the thread they use is wow. ethically and sustainable from Made in the USA. You Shout know, to she's one of our people. <laughs> Get your signatures. Get your autographs while you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, just when you surround your life with people in that like mind, it just kind of bleeds into everything. Mm -hmm. So I feel like yeah, it started with just liking clothes and. Did you get best dressed in high school? What, if, what was your like, go-to outfit in high school? Um, I feel like I, looking back, I looked ridiculous half the time because I just didn't care, you know? So I feel like I just, a lot of pattern mixing, which I think, especially even, you know, 10 whatever years ago, that wasn't really a thing. Um, and that was something I just like ran with and liked doing. Um, so I think, yeah, I looked like a lot of prints and a lot of funky, just like layers and stuff. And so. Mm -hmm. And who influences your your style now? Like when you are getting dressed in the morning, is there anyone, or do you see trends, or is it just like all coming from your brain? How does yeah. that work? Well, you know, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, what mood am I in? You know, like do I want to look goth? Do I want to look <laughs> street style? You know, that's something that I tell a lot of people that I work with. Is like, it doesn't. You don't have to be like I was in this like. Phase of life, I was like, I'm strictly bohemian, and that's all I can be, and that's all I will ever be. And that just puts yourself in such a restricted box of yeah. life, you know? And so it, it happened when I wanted to wear a baseball hat. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this. I can't wear a baseball hat. This doesn't fit my vibe, you know? And so I just did it one time, though. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to rock this baseball hat. And so, you know, just as you kind of let yourself go in that area and just be like, hey, I can pull anything off. You know, I think when people say, oh, I can't pull that off, it's like, well, that's just you not being right. able to pull that off. Like, you can't pull anything off you want, you know? It's just a matter of making it work for your style and your body type and figure, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, we limit ourselves so much, so. Yeah, did you see, because I feel like when you have so much structure around a wardrobe, that probably leads into other areas of your life. So yeah. when you were like, okay, I'm just gonna wear the baseball hat, yeah, just do it. Did anything else in your life start to feel more fluid? That's a great question. Um, probably, yeah. <laughs> I would say so. You know, I feel like we have a very, like our, my husband and I, we have three kids, and we have a very open home, and we just love having people coming in and out, and it's mm -hmm. not, you know, for any one type of person or one background, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like I, I do the slick hair back look now, you know, mm -hmm. that I feel like, I, I think just trying different things that you maybe feel like you could have never tried before, mm -hmm. um, and just doing it. I tell people, like, just go, go to the gas station and put that hat on and see how you feel. Just being out and about, you know, and just, you'll feel the sense of freedom and like, I don't care. I like it, you know, and just, I think having that, so much of it has to do with confidence and just not yeah. caring, you know, right. and just being like, if you like it and you like it, that's all that matters, you know? Yeah, and I did want to talk about confidence. So what has been your journey of really digging into self-confidence and finding confidence? And I'm sure you are still evolving that as you go about your day every day. So what does that look like for you every day? Yeah, I think um, self-esteem and confidence, honestly, has never been like a huge struggle for me as a person. Um, but I think just even like my social work background, I have this like heart for people that do struggle with that and wanting to help that, wanting to bring life to them, wanting to bring confidence to them and speak that into them. Um, so for me, I feel like I just don't 
care. <laughs> like I've been saying that a lot. I just yeah. don't care what people think. And when you kind of have that mindset of just, it, again, it just bleeds into everything. Um, but yeah, I feel like just having um, good friends, obviously, in your life um, that lift you up and having people in your life that encourage you um, is a game changer. And being open and honest about your struggles. You know, I think so many women um, aren't open about the things that they're insecure about so that nobody knows and so that no one can help them. Yeah. Um, so that's why I love doing this because like there's been like people that I've done and like we're crying in a dressing room. I'm like, oh gosh, like I did not, you know, and it's, and it's a good conversation, it's awesome, but there are things that just some women need to talk about and you just need to be open about and then everyone will kind of be like, oh yeah, I struggle with that too. That's, I, I deal with that same thing or I don't like that about my body either, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I used to do um, styling for a different company um, and it was uh, where I would come in kind of like this and do like pop-ups and it was all their clothes and I would sell it and it was women from all different age ranges and everything and there were so many women that I met during that time that I was like they didn't feel good in something or they didn't even want to get changed in front of anybody else or you know try something on because it what it would look like and so that was very eye-opening to me of how many women do struggle with so many things about even just their body type their wardrobe their self-esteem their confidence um i'm not saying that i don't struggle with it at all but it, it's never been like a huge issue for mm -hmm. me so i feel like it's something that i can almost help elevate people with because right. it's not something that i'm like truly trapped in that yeah sense. that totally makes sense and then when that comes, I guess that's a good segue for kind of why you started Alana Styling, because Alana means confidence, right? Yeah. So can you walk us through the tra trajectory of when you first had that initial idea and how it snowballed into what it is now? Yeah, so um, like I said, I was doing Stitch Fix before this and I was doing another um, fashion thing prior to that. And with Stitch Fix, I just, for me, being a, someone who's passionate about sustainable brands and ethically made clothes and thrifting, and here I am, you know, which Stitch Fix is a great job. I recommend it to literally everybody because it is a really good job. Um, but for me, I just kind of hit this wall. And I was like, oh gosh, like, I really just kind of want to do something different um, as far as being able to do my own thing in that sense. Mm -hmm. And stylists aren't really big here in Cleveland at all. Sometimes I'm still finding myself having to be like, this is what I do, and this is what yeah. it is, and um, it's very common in Europe, it's very common in bigger cities, Chicago, New York, um, but there's not really, I don't know of anybody that's doing it with this twist of, with the intention of sustainability and the intention mm -hmm. of secondhand clothes. Um, so I kind of was just like, well, I'm just going to do this, and then I was going to do it for free, and my husband's like, uh, what? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to charge people for this stuff, and I was like, oh. Okay, and then everybody I was talking to was like, this is amazing, like I love this idea. Um, and so then yeah, just kind of like one thing went to the next and then I did probably about maybe 15 to 20 people just for free to get feedback and to get like their insight on it. Be like, okay, would you pay for this? What would make you want this? What would make you not, you know, what was something I could do differently? And just really talk to a lot of people about it. Um, and so as I did that, it just kind of like organically yeah. very, Actually, I feel like God kind of gifted it to me and just yeah. kind of said, this is what you're doing, girl. I was like, mm -hmm. And so when you, before you decided, like, I'm going to get paid for this, did you, was there anything else that was holding you back along the way when you were trying to start? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I've never had my own business. I've always, like, done something with the style and stuff. You feel like it's your own, but obviously you're under somebody. And I've been with them for, you know, five years. But I've been able to see them, and I've seen a lot of other entrepreneurs in this room even of people doing it themselves. And it's scary, and it's yeah. hard. And I know the, you know, it is not what Instagram makes it look to be. You know, like, it is, it is not easy. So there was that hesitation of that. Um, but at the same time, I was just like, well, this is what I want to do, and this is a great season of my life to do this, and um, I'm excited about it, and just, you know, again, having the support of friends and family um, to encourage you and to just, you know, support you in that is all it really takes, in my opinion, for me. So. Yeah, so I'm curious how you got really passionate about sustainability and ethical clothing. Yeah. Um, was there a certain moment in your life where you're like, what? Why am I buying this shirt at H&M or, yeah. you know, like, what, is, what did that look like for you? Yeah, so something that I definitely want to get across um, is that it's never too late to start doing that. It's never too late to kind of shift your wardrobe and just doing little things here and there to do things. Um, it doesn't always have to be about the thrift store. It doesn't always have to be about, you know, whatever. It could be, for me, I'm a huge advocate, like for my dad's little t-shirts that I didn't know he was hoarding for the last 20 some years, you know, or my grandma's clothes. Almost 50% of my clothes are my grandma's. I tell everybody, I'm like, find yourself a grandma, find yourself an aunt, find yourself a somebody, yes. and say, hey, do you have any old blazers that you don't wear? And the likelihood of them having something that they don't think that you would ever want any interest in, they have it somewhere hiding with, yeah. what are those called? Those little lights, those little dust lights, mothballs, all over. You know, <laughs> get, get them while they're, before they're ruined forever. Yeah. Um, Is there anything you're wearing right now? You know, no. I have, this is thrifted, these are two Everlane, and this is thrifted too. Mm -hmm. um, what about your very colorful? Oh yeah, no, this is thrifted too. Nice. But, you know, are you guys wearing? Yeah, we all literally always have something of our friends. Almost every day. Almost every day. But yeah, I think in college I had a really close friend that was super into thrifting, super into um, ethically made clothes, and she and I actually started a small little business that didn't end up taking off because it was right before we both separated ways in college. Um, but we often talk about how we could do that again together. She's in um, the West Coast now. But she would travel to different countries for whatever reason. She'd end up going to Israel, she'd end up going to Bali. And she would go and she'd go to one specific um, like vendor in that country. She would go to like different places and hop around. She'd go to one person and drop like how much money she had, 400, 300, 200 dollars. Then they'd come back with like scarves and cool shirts and shoes and whatever. And then we, and we lived in Florida. And so every weekend there was a farmer's market and we would resell that stuff for a fair like, wage here. You know, a scarf that she bought there for $3 would sell for 10 or something like that. Um, and so that got me kind of thinking like, wow, like we are changing people's lives doing this. Like the, mm -hmm. she still um, is in connection with the family in Bali that she's with um, and was able to send one of her kids to college. They bought a car, um, just stuff like that that I didn't, you just don't know. You know, if you don't open your eyes to those things, you're just, you're just living life at, you know, forever 21, and it's fine, you know, but I think I was talking about, like, I warn you, you know, once you start this and you open your eyes to it, it's very hard to go back yeah. because you end up realizing how much, I think so many people are, and I love that quote, there's like this big thing going around social media about, you know, it's like, oh, for the vegan, thank you, mm -hmm. for the, oh, the drifter, thank you, you know, and it, it's, it's true, it's like we all are doing our part in some way to make the world go around, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I think so many people don't think that fashion is one of those ways, and where our clothes comes from is one of those ways. Um, so I think definitely in the past couple years, it's definitely caught on as far as secondhand. Um, so doing secondhand shopping helps the, the carbon footprint by 82%. It's an extreme help to do that kind of stuff. And again, it doesn't always, I think some people automatically think, oh, I have to go to the first store. No, you don't. You can ask a relative or even stuff like this. Like I had a wedding and I didn't, I was like, oh, I really should get a new dress for this wedding. But I asked Jackie, I was like, can I, can I pick out like one of your dresses? You know, it's like stuff like that. It's like not being afraid to ask to wear somebody else's stuff or, you know, and then it saves your pocket too, you know? Right, and so. a lot of what you do is you are going into people's closets mm -hmm. and taking clothes that maybe have become stale for them in a way and yeah. have just lost their spark, but you have a way of like bringing that back for them. So can you walk us through what that would be like? Yeah. So. That's definitely the first step. Most people, the most, I have like multiple packages that I created that people can choose from. And the most popular one so far has been like the style and thrift option. Um, so I come in first into your wardrobe, come to your closet. And for me, it's, it's an honor. Like I feel so privileged for the comment. I come to someone's home. And sometimes people have dinner or they have a little cup of tea waiting for me. I'm like, wow. It's just, it's such a beautiful experience to come to someone's home, let alone come into their closet. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't want somebody coming into my closet. <laughs> but, you know, so I, yeah, it's, mine's like a dark hole. I have to like, good, no anyways. Um, but I love that people allow me to do that. It's, it's definitely a vulnerable place. Um, so again, like it's emotional. People like end up crying and, you know, we end up having these deep conversations and these like realizations about things and, um, so it's definitely something that I know is can be a very sensitive thing, and you know people for all different reasons. Um, but yeah, so we style their clothes, and it's funny. It's like I'd say nine out of ten times, whatever I pick, like the first couple things, like oh yeah, I haven't worn that yet, or oh I, I have that, but I don't know how to wear that yet, or yeah, that's just been in my closet for years. It's always like the first couple things I pick for whatever reason. I think I just gravitate towards the things that kind of stick out. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we do that, and then I try and create like 10 to 20 outfits, like full outfits for them based off of their work environment, um, you know, if they're a stay-at-home mom, anything like that. And then we go to the thrift store, and while we're shop while we're styling in their wardrobe, I create a shopping list mm -hmm. um, of whatever the things that we need. It's like, oh girl, you need a blazer, or oh, we definitely need to get look at something like this, you know, for layering pieces or whatever. Um, yeah. So, Have yeah. you seen like after that? Um, session and mm -hmm. after you give them what you, they need to go get from the thrift store, then you go to, with them to the thrift store. Do you see them kind of out and about in the real world, like really practicing like what you've taught them? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I've, I've saw a number of people in here, um, so it's really fun to see. Like people will text me pictures, or um, yeah, I think it's something that something clicks in people's mm -hmm. brains. I think sometimes when it's like. You know, I mean, sometimes it's as easy as, you know, your figure. And that's actually what I have found more than not, is most people, myself included, don't dress properly for their body type, um, which is a huge thing that a lot of us don't realize because, again, you're not asking, so no one's telling you, or someone's afraid to tell you, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think having a stylist is a wonderful thing, and anybody and everybody is you know, accessible to having one. I think it's like you said, it kind of gives you that, um, just a different perspective into your wardrobe and 
kind of negotiable funk of something and just some of you able to come in and pick out different things and you know so I usually ask like okay how do you typically wear this and they kind of tell me and then so then I kind of know like okay what can I what other options can I give them mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah you know? so I want to get back to sustainability and I feel like with anything nowadays with just trying to be more mindful about what you're consuming mentally, what you're consuming physically, um, you know, the changes that you're trying to make in your life can yeah. be really overwhelming sometimes because you can feel like, okay, if I want to go complete anti-fast fashion, like, that's a lot, that's overwhelming. How do I even start? But, I mean, again, you were saying that it really doesn't have to be that hard. So, for people who are really just getting into this, like, yeah. what would you, what are some really easy things that they could do? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, my mind's going all over the place with that. But, again, like, it sounds so silly, but one of them is go find your grandma. Go find somebody else's grandma. Go find <laughs> your dad. And, like, my dad is, he, he is the last person on planet Earth that I would think would have cool t-shirts for me. Like, I just would yeah. never think that about him. And I had on this one shirt, and he's a car guy, and he's like, Dad, do you like my Chevy shirt? And he's like, eh, really should be wearing Ford. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so then he has this Ford shirt. And he's like, I got this, you should wear it. It fits you better. And I was like, Dad, like my father is giving me clothes that I will wear, like that has just never happened in my entire life. So the, the things that you don't think will ever happen, you know, and again, like, and then it's something for me, those are so special. Like, I will never get rid of those clothes. I'll never get rid of my grandma's. I'll never get rid of my dad's clothes. Um, but then, obviously, if you want to go out beyond that, obviously, shops like this, Wandering Wardrobe and Avalon, are two of the best here in Cleveland. Um, Avalon is not just local to Cleveland, but, um, and then you can go there and you can sell your clothes, and they take it for either cash or store credit. And obviously, you should take the store credit because their stuff is amazing. Um, but and it's just fun because it's 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 different every time. You know, obviously, thrift stores are great. But I think that's the biggest thing that most people are most intimidated by, or just feel so I don't know. You know, um, so there's yeah. a million tips and tricks as far as thrifting goes. Yeah, so. and when you walk into a thrift store, yeah. that can get pretty overwhelming. So, yeah, like what are your tips for? Just being very efficient yeah. in the thrift store and finding the good stuff. So I wouldn't say I'm efficient in the thrift store because I'm like, okay, I got an hour and it's like three hours and I'm like, crap, yeah. it's gonna kill me. Um, but I would say that just take it like, you know, just you're walking into any other store. I think people have this like preconceived notion of what a thrift store is. And I've had people from, they've never been in a thrift store or you know, they're like, oh, I've only been in a thrift store for finding a silly costume or, you know, different. So I've had people from all different areas of thrifting. Um, but I think just coming in just very open-minded is the number one thing you should do um, and not kind of have any other thoughts about it. And it's just any other store. Mm -hmm. um, and then I always tell people to, before we go, is to have a very, very descriptive list of what you want. Um, so I think if you're just going to the shirts, it can get very overwhelming very fast. For example, yeah. you want a graphic tee, you want it white, you want it this, or a blouse, and you want it silk, and you want it this color. And you know, so the more detailed you can get with a thrift store, the better. Mm -hmm. For sure. Very cool. So I feel like people can ask you questions like as you're doing your styling session, and we are starting to run out of time. 
So are you excited about anything right now? Oh. For the business or for fashion? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to just continue growing. Every woman I do that has a significant other, they're like, do you do men? I'm like, oh gosh. So I'm gonna start doing men. Um, because they just won't stop bugging me. And I think they'll pay me, so. <laughs> but I'm like, how can I make this not awkward? Because I don't want to accidentally see you getting dressed or, God, you know, I just, so many things. So um, I have a, a little, what's the person, you know, it's like a trial person. What's the word? Guinea pig. Guinea pig. Yeah. I'm like, I was going to say pygmy goat. I'm like, that is. <laughs> So I have my first one in September, and I'm going to make him still a secret to all of you. But a lot of you do know him, actually, and you probably could guess what I'm not going to say. Um, but yes, so that's going to be exciting, because I think a lot of men need it more than women, right? Yeah. And how many of you would love your husband to get stuck? Yeah. <laughs> so that's really what I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. And then walk us through what your packages are and how people can get those. Yeah. So I have six. Um, one that I have been excited about that's like the one that I'm like, this this can take me beyond Cleveland is, um, I forget what I called it to be honest, um, but it's basically uh, virtual, is that what I called it? Virtual, yeah, virtual membership package, something like that. Um, but you can, like say you have a Pinterest look, or say you just have a picture in a magazine or whatever, you can just send me that via Instagram, because right now that's my only way of um, doing this. I'll probably eventually maybe get a website, who knows. But just DM me that picture, or have them send me a pin on Pinterest, whatever, find me the image that you like of an outfit, and I'll go recreate that outfit for you at a thrift store that's for so like cool. a flat rate cost. So, and then I just ship it to you. I yeah, so that one, I feel like I haven't marketed a lot, um, which is my fault, but it's also, too, to help just branch me out of Cleveland, which I think would be really fun as time comes and goes. Mm -hmm. um, so at that one, I have the style and thrift, which is the style session first, then thrifting. I have a closet haul, which is where we go, and I go through literally every piece of my clothing. I did Jackie. Can I say how long it took? It took us over 12 hours. <laughs> But some of it, you know, some we had to say goodbye to. So we did multiple sessions. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. And it's it's and it's funny because like we did that, and then she still was finding herself getting rid of more stuff because you just end up getting in this like cycle of just. And then she did it to her whole house, and then she's getting rid of stuff from her house. So it really is cool how it just kind of feeds into other aspects of your life. Um, so do that one, and then you can do just style. So say you're like, I don't really need anything, but I do want that second look of someone coming in for you just a style. Um, I can do where they're all combined, style, closet, all thrift, and that's like an eight-hour day. I'm just kidding. It's like a four-hour day. Nice. Um, so yeah, I think those are most of them. And then they're all highlights on my Instagram, so you can go and look through them, and I give more detail. Um, and then there's like a link. A lot of my hair salons use it. You just click the book link on my Instagram and it takes you to like appointments and you can click the date and the time and then I get an email. Wow. And you're set. So easy. And I also have calendars out here. I have been booking like a month or two out, which is really exciting. Wow. So um, so I have a few dates open still for September and some for October. 
Um, so if you guys, and you can just write your name in the package you want, or if that's still tentative, you can put that. And I have time slot, like specific time slots that I have on those days over, over there under some calendars. So if you guys, if you want to be the VIPs and get the October dates, I would suggest to do it. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Cleveland Flea for allowing us to use their incredible space for last week's event. It really was the perfect space to host this event in because it's the most creative space in Cleveland, I think, super colorful and inspiring right when you set foot in it. And they're hosting an event at the end of September, and I would love for you guys to go. It's called the Creative Conversations Conference. Do you ever wish you could have a candid conversation with some local change makers about courage, confidence, commitment, and creativity? The Cleveland Flea is hosting their first Creative Conversations Conference on September 29th at Founts HQ. The goal? Providing the space and the tools to help you build a purposeful and personal professional life. The conversation will be led by one of our personal heroines, Jolie Ancrome, founder of Brim Papery, and 11 other bold changemakers that are quite familiar in cultivating courage, confidence, commitment, and creativity. Cleveland Flea is offering a discount to Museum podcast listeners so that you can join the conversation too. Use the code, all caps, in the convo at www.theclevelandflea.com slash creative dash conference for 10% off your ticket price. That's the code in the convo, I-N-T-H-E-C-O-N-V-O, all caps, at www.theclevelandflea.com forward slash creative hyphen conference for 10% off your ticket to get in the conversation. I am styling my good friend, Anna Foto. Stand up here. This is Anna, and I wanted, I chose Anna, one, because she's a doll, look at her face. She's also single, so any of you ladies know any, you know, so she didn't tell me to do that. Uh, but I wanted to showcase someone with some sexy curves, you know, and then also someone, clearly Anna has killer style already, so I wanted to showcase that it's not always about people who are like, Oh, I don't have it. Everybody has some, their own style in their own way. My goal is never to change who you are and to change your style, but just wherever you are in life, just to elevate your wardrobe for you. So I specifically picked her with a woman with fashion sense, and she's an artist. And so, you know, just I feel like artists are just like have this advantage of being stylish people because they know colors. And so I'm always like, Kristen, is this color okay for my face? And she's like, no. <laughs> um, so, yes, you know, this is Anna. So I told her, I said, bring a bunch of stuff. Um, and she's like, are you good? Can I show you? And I was like, I don't want to see. So she's, I think, a little nervous. That I, yeah, so we're going fully blind, which is what I do in your closet anyways. I have no idea what I'm going to see. God help us all. Yeah, so I'm just going to, 
Will you hold the mic on them? Yeah. And then if you guys have questions as we're going, just shout them out maybe. But yeah, this is typically what I do. Obviously, this isn't her whole wardrobe. Um, so Anna, you are a what? Her job. What's your job? I'm an art teacher. Art teacher? Which I feel like art teachers have a little bit more freedom in their wardrobe. Um, so they don't have to be as, not professional, but they can be a little bit more creative with what they can wear, right? Yes. Okay. So um, I asked her, and I obviously know Anna, so I know typically what she wears, but let's look. So she brought this baller denim jacket where I'm her, like a little oversized looking. Okay, very fun. So I'll be using that for sure. Um, and this is literally just what I do. I go into the closet, I'm like, okay, this is boring. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't do that. Um, by the end of it though, I will tell you, if you guys are interested, I get a little bit more honest as the hours go. I'm like, sorry, I shouldn't have said that, right? And you're like, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> so, you know, it just happens because you, you build this, you know, relationship with the person within, you know, just a few hours of knowing them and knowing their style. So. Um, again, a really great basic staple. You know, if she didn't have this, I would say you need this. And my goal is to style her with like two or three things so you guys can kind of see just what I do. Um, this is great. This could be, again, like something you could really dress up or down. Um, I have a few tips and tricks, but I guess I will tell you guys my number one go-to trick or tip of all time that I feel like is very valuable. Um, and I feel like this is a great piece to use this with is Whatever you have, you can dress it up or you can dress it down. Um, and I say that in the sense of like, this I would look at and be like, oh, this is pretty dressy right off the bat, you know? But I can also see you wearing this with a really fun tank top and like some biker shorts and tennis shoes, you know, and calling it a day. Um, so that's a really fun piece. So let's look at your bottoms real quick. Uh, let's see. So these are skirt yes yeah, so you got some skirts here this I like this I feel like I haven't seen you in this is this the tighter fit one? Oh, okay okay good I want to see something sexy um, so I'm gonna have you put that on and I want to see you with, uh, so I'm gonna go kind of rogue here and I kind of like this with that okay have you worn that Dang. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about the artist. Jeez. Okay, well, I'm going to have you still do that. Wait. Okay. I'm going to have you do that. Then I'm going to have you do with these shoes. Have you done this? No, these are pretty nice. Okay, good. Okay. And then maybe I'm thinking either I like the hat with that, maybe. But yeah, let's start with that. And then I was going to try and pull some stuff from our vendors to see. I can throw at you too. So, uh, no, just leave it for now. But put that out just so we can kind of see the general idea. She's going to go in that dressing room. Um, and then I might look at the other stuff that they have, unless somebody has a question. Yes. How do you spot good quality items at the thrift store? Where it's helpful sometimes things are like going to last? That's a great question. So, um, one thing to say is like, I'm not like, I'm not the know-all, be-all, do-all person. Like, there are a lot of you in here that have probably gone thrifting more than I have. There's probably more of you that know more about vintage brands than I do. Um, so if you're unsure, I mean, I look a lot of things up in the thrift store. I look up a brand, like there was this one, I was doing something with one girl, and it looked like a band tee, like a, you know, a music band. And I was like, oh, this is a cool shirt. And she was like, oh, 
we should look this up. And I'm like, oh, you're so right. Who knows what you're representing here, you know? Um, so just, I'm learning along the way. Um, but I think looking at the tag, obviously, tells a beautiful story. Um, all of my grandma's stuff, most of it is made in the USA or made in California or, you know, they just, they look old. They look like they have, you know, they're not the, the big brands of Zara or Old Navy or whatever you see a lot of those. So I, I try and steer clear of those brands, which they're not terrible, but um, I think when you're at a thrift store, like, I have a few designer stuff that I have from the thrift store that, you know, I would have had paid hundreds for in a regular store. Um, so I think the number one tip I would say is looking at the tag and seeing, okay, how does this look vintage? Um, I think shopping vintage is something that is hard to do at first, but I think just doing research on it too and just kind of learning the way or like asking friends and family or, you know, definitely just, and I, I follow a lot of people on Instagram that I kind of ask things about or, um, just looks in general. I think once you know something's vintage, you just have that eye, you know? Like, you just kind of, yeah, you can smell it in the, in the must. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just there. The prints are different, you know? I think the more you shop it, the more you know it. But yeah, the tag is the number one. So, what are your favorite pieces of your wardrobe? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, these, these bad boys, I would not, I don't even like touching them with my feet to take them off because they've been a lot of places in the last couple months. So we've been out of the country and I was like, oh gosh, I gotta wash these. I didn't. Um, so they've gone camping, I've gone hiking with these. These are Tiva, these are not um, thrifted, um, but they are an amazing company. I like them. Um, so, and with that, on that note, Again, like, I'm, am I head to toe vintage and thrift every day? No. Do I wish I would be? Sure. But it's just, for me, it's not, it's not realistic. You know, I really wanted these shoes. End of story, you know? So I think, at the end of the day, it's not always that easy. Um, and I think you have to give yourself, you know, like, I'm doing, like, like that one post was like, you're doing the best you can. Um, and so I think sometimes, like, I get really hard on myself. It's like, okay, it's okay, you made one, Made one little slip, you know, or, um, but just, it, it is what it is. It's life, and that's okay, and I think when you have that intention, that's all you can do about it. So, um, Everlane, these are probably my actual number one, like, love right now. Um, do you guys, anyone know of Everlane? They're a sustainable company based in California. They're my number one recommendation for denim when I do this. Um, they're a great company. These are really affordable, I think, for clothing that's made here and ethically made. Um, these were like $68, so I feel like that's good for denim. Um, someone had asked what was the one um, like thing to splurge on in your wardrobe, I think, or something, and I think that would be denim. I think denim is something that, when you find that right pair that hugs your butt right, you know, and just sucks it all in, just makes you feel real good, it's just, it's worth getting. They're worth investing. Um, so sometimes I don't, Unless I feel really good about it, I'll be like glance through the vintage and like denim department in the stores. I'm like, let's just keep going. Because den shopping denim in a thrift store can be a downer sometimes because it's just there's so much of it and the likelihood of it fitting you isn't super, super high. So um, I do always recommend other sustainable denim companies. Um, 
unless you get really lucky one day. So Anna here is back, um, loving this uh, skirt on you, honey. Um, I love the look of obviously like combining the two worlds of like this silky kind of fun blouse shirt with the denim. Um, yeah, with the French duck. Um, that wasn't French at all. <laughs> um, so something that I always tell people that I'm becoming like a little obsessed about is tucking your shirts all the way in. Or do it, like I love a French tuck, but I think most of the time people do it because they feel safe and they feel comfortable and it's easier. And sometimes like I'll tuck my shirts in and then I go to the bathroom many times and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so over this, it's exhausting. But it's worth it. It looks really good. Um, so this would be my recommendation for you, Anna, in this outfit, is to tuck this sucker in. Or, um, yeah, you don't have to do it now, but you know, you guys get to like see this, you know, which is cute, it's, again, it's not wrong, it's not bad, but something to just give it that little elevation, that little lift, and then you have this line where you're accentuating your smallest frame on your body, which I tell you, like 99% of us do not because they're trying to cover something else. But while you're covering something else, you have to accentuate something, you know? So look at this, look how slim she looks with this, a little bit tighter and a little bit, you know? And then you can add like a fun, funky belt here if you wanted, you know? So that would be a definite number one on my list for her would be belts because I think they're a very understated accessory. Um, that again, like help accentuate your smallest frame in your body. That's simply a staple and a go-to that I tell everybody usually that I shop with is getting some good, and they're so easy. They're usually like no more than $3 at a thrift store. Um, most of them are in pretty good condition. You can usually tell by like the parts where the button is, you know, um, the quality of the leather, if it says genuine leather, blah, blah, blah. Um, what else do we have here? So everybody likes this look, I feel like the hat is a fun little, I like the hat to it, you know? Yeah, that's real cute. I think it makes the white pop like a little bit more, you know? But yeah, that's gonna be my challenge for you, Anna, is to tuck in your shirts all the way, okay? Um, she obviously has some Obsean represented here. Hey, this is on here, ladies and gentlemen, or ladies and one gentleman, the baby was here. Um, so again, like something to something like this, like this is obviously for you as a teacher, you could wear to school, after school. But if you wanted to make it, you know, a little bit casual, more casual, throw this on over it and tie it up, you know? I love um, getting shirts like this in different sizes. Um, I always get mine in like an XL because then I can tuck it in if I want, but then I can also wear it really baggy and big with biker shorts or, you know, that's another thing for me, like, I'm always like, oh, I just, I need to be more like timeless and classic. And, but I think, like, I think we, I was talking to Jackie about it too, of just like, it's okay to have a few trendy things. If your wardrobe is all trend, then that's when it gets a little like, you're gonna look back five years or two years, and like, mur, mur, you know, and I have to start all over again. Where if you like a few trends, that's okay. Let, you can incorporate those and not feel bad about it and not feel whatever. You know, so the biker look, I love the biker look. It's so fun. Um, it's a fun thing to try. Again, like it's very different um, and it's a trend and I'll probably look back in 20 years and throw every picture away of me in that, you know? <laughs> um, but that's okay. So these are beautiful classic dresses. I'm gonna have you put this on. How do you typically wear this, Anna? Uh, either with the jacket over it or like a 
never wear it there, do you? It's too low. Oh. How low? It's like not low anymore. Yeah. You won't do it? No? Just try it. And then maybe I'll, I'll look over here for something. But I feel like you're in front of all these women, it's fine. She, she, when, I first, when I first asked her to do this, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after, I don't know if she talked to somebody, and she was like, oh, there's really like, people here? Like, yeah, Anna. Like, we're doing this in front of people. She's like, oh, no, oh. So she's going to kill me after I finish um, do you guys have anything that maybe, sh like, some sort of, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe a jacket, <laughs> like, maybe something, yeah, hmm. I don't, I'm not mad about that, I'm thinking, maybe that's lately, I kind of want to see that, I see it. Something like this, um, you know, just, I don't know. Something like short and cropped, maybe. What if you like not a zip Yeah. 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 We could try that. That's super fun. No LA. Oh, another thing about, about the, the thrifting tips. What? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yes, that would be yeah. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. And just something to cover her, like yeah, just to make her feel a little black and white. Layers and 
you know, just not being afraid to try different new things, you know? Okay, should we do one more? Oh yes. Oh yes, okay. So I love this. Uh, this is a great thing, um, just like a styling 411, which I'm sure a lot of you know, you like this, don't you, Wilson? Yeah, you do. Um, oh good, this is the one she doesn't wear, so we're definitely gonna do this, Mama, which I feel like, don't wear it. So this color is literally perfect for almost everybody's skin tone. Almost every single person on the planet can wear this blush color. Yes, almost. You're the exception. <laughs> most people can wear maybe a little bit darker, but like the general like blush color, most people can wear this. So. We'll do this. Does anybody have any thoughts? I love this like interactiveness one. Guys, it's a striped jacket. The who? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Loving this. Loving this look. Um, love that. With what should we do? Do you guys have any like fun printed tops? Yeah. Huh? Black graphic, yeah, we could do that. And I also want to do like a fun, like fun to think of, like a floral, you know, something or stripey. Oh, we didn't do this. Oh, that's kind of fun. Wait, would this be too wild? Too much. All right, I heard that. It's fine. That's what I love about this too. Is like when people, most people will try like everything, but then when you really like, if I go too far. They'll be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, got it. I know my limit. Got it. I know my limit. Because everybody's different. Every person that I do is totally different. So it just depends, you know? Um, what was that first one you gave me, Kristen? Yeah, we can maybe see that. I like that. I kind of like that. Ooh. Okay. So either tuck this mama all the way in or knot it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we can have both options. We'll just showcase them. Yeah. Do that first with this. You holler at me. Okay. Okay. Holler at your girl. Um, so, yeah, by the end of it, we're usually both very dehydrated and hungry. Um, so, you know, you don't realize how hungry and thirsty you get when you're trying on so many clothes. So, so usually I like to have people try stuff on, you know, because I like them to see their body in that different silhouette um, and just kind of have that idea. And yeah, and then we go thrifting, which is again, exhausting, but really fun. So it's just a very big process. Um, I do tell people if it's, if there's a Liz Claiborne tag, Snapchat. Nine out of 10 times it's gold and it's good. Um, are there any other brands that you guys would say the same about? Like a vintage brand? Anne Klein. Huh? Anne Klein. Anne Klein. Another one. Orange tab, Levi's. Levi's. Yeah, orange tab. You can't go wrong. If there's, that's why I tell people at the thrift store, if there's a Levi, get it. I don't care if it's not in your size. That's another big thing about vintage stuff is the sizing with vintage is so different that your, you know, Four can be a vintage 12. Um, the, the size ranges are so wild that 
I usually tell people to not look at the size. Um, if it's too big, you know, you're spending $4 on something, you can go to a tailor and get it hemmed or get it taken in or something, you know? So, um, but yeah, any, any other questions while our model is getting dressed? Yes, Queen. <laughs> How do you know when your wardrobe is Overwhelming and yeah. 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 That's I feel like a lot of people have different like rules of thumbs with that aspect or that idea. Um, for me, I mean I went through a phase where I was having kids and I was pregnant and then I wasn't pregnant and then I was breastfeeding and then I wasn't breastfeeding. So I think when you're in those phases of life, like I just didn't purge for like five years straight. Because I was just like, oh, I'm going to need that again when I get pregnant again or whatever. You know, so I think there's times like that in your life where you're in that season of like, and that's okay. Um, there's a documentary. Has anybody seen the True Cost documentary? I know there's quite a few. Yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, watch it. That's, enough. that's one of those things. You can't go back from it. Once you know that documentary, it's really hard to look away. Um, but they, I think it was in that documentary where they um, promote the idea of 30 wares and to wear it 30 times. Um, and if you don't wear that thing 30 times, that's when you should get rid of it and toss it. That's one good rule of thumb. I think um, <laughs> something that I do is if I don't wear it for like multiple seasons in a row, then I'm like, okay, I've been wearing this for three winters. Yeah. Huh? There's a hanger trick. There's a hanger trick. Yeah, do you know, there's a trick, I've heard somewhere where you put all your hangers one year, like January 1st. And as you wear stuff, you turn it the other way, and then if, by the end of the year, you can see what you wore and you didn't wear. Mm -hmm. If you didn't wear it that year, you have to give it away. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes if I'm shopping and I did not pay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Again, the white sneaker. Look at you. Really? That's so funny. I love that. <laughs> so this is such a this is such a good this was her shirt, she used to have that, which you need to buy it back. Um, that is such a good like, example of colliding two worlds, you know, of style and of looks. Again, like this print with the um, pleating, with the white sneakers. I always tell people, I know again white sneakers is definitely a trend, but it's a good trend and it's it really helps elevate a wardrobe, even if it's not white, any sort of sneaker, just give something like this a totally elevated look to your whole outfit. Um, but again, not being afraid to mesh these two worlds together. Um, it's just so cute. Do you like this? I feel a little like poodle girl-ish. Poodle girl-ish. No, you don't. It looks super cute. Yeah, it's so cute. And where's the jacket? What? Oh, the jacket. Yeah, maybe the jacket would make you feel better. Less poodle. You definitely don't see that look with a denim jacket and poodles. <laughs> this is when they start to get weird. Uh, I'm hungry. Uh, any other thoughts or questions? Yes, dear. How do you organize the time in Okay, well, can I answer that with how I organize other people's? <laughs> 
Cause, yeah, because mine, it's on the floor. Uh, oh yeah, that's fun. That's cute. And then you can switch it out. Make it real casual and either just go with like this cute little tank, you know, and make it like real chill. Or obviously like this too. I'm saying knot it up. But I think for you, like just having that line to accentuate, like my eye goes right there. It goes right to your waist, you know. Or when you tuck and you have things like hanging out, it just, it doesn't do the whole look, you know. So just really having something like this that really accentuates your waistline. It's super flattering on you, you know. Um, but yeah, I would say organizing. I mean, I, that's something that I'm definitely learning as I'm doing this. Um, when I help clean someone's wardrobe, like I'm learning tips and tricks with that because I feel like everybody's wardrobe has different challenges. Oftentimes, having the closet spaces that you have might be really hard or really great. Um, so I think that's something that I'm even working on with my own is like how can I make the closet space that I have better and workable and just kind of getting creative with that. And um, I tell people that I actually don't always recommend interchanging your wardrobe like seasonally because I think it limits your wardrobe, it limits what you can do with stuff. Obviously if you have like really thick wool sweaters, you can put those away. But I always tell people, I'm like, you never know when you're gonna wanna wear this cardigan with this outfit. You know, and if it's tucked away, you're, you're never gonna see it, you're not gonna know what to do with it. Um, so I personally organize when my clothes are put away um, by style. Some people like them by color. I really think it's honestly just a whole big preference. Um, but I do it by like tank tops, t-shirts, long sleeves, dresses. Um, just because for me, like that's how my brain works with my clothes. I'm like, oh, I want to wear this dress. So then I know where the dresses are, you know? Um, but I do think kind of just having your own system. I honestly don't think there's any right or wrong way with that, but just more so consistency and doing your laundry. <laughs> it's the basics. You know? But yeah, I, how do you feel, Anna? Do you feel, you feel good? Yeah. Okay, see? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Good. I feel great. This live podcast was so much fun to do that I'm going to do it again. On September 20th, I am hosting an event at Stir Studio Kitchen in Ohio City. I'm collaborating with Christy Howley, founder of Creatively Hosted, and Charlie Denk, founder of Stir. 
Join us for an interactive cocktail party, a delicious menu curated by Stir, and of course, a live podcast recording. I will be interviewing Christy and Charlie on all things hosting, dinner parties, food, and event planning. This event is also inspired by the book, The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. In that book, Priya talks about the 15 toasts. The idea is that everyone has to give a toast and that the last person to give their toast has to sing it. So 15 toasts, 15 tickets. Only 15 tickets are available for this event. Join us on September 20th from 6 to 9 p.m. You can purchase tickets via the link in the show notes. And oh yeah, this is my last event in Cleveland. In case you haven't heard, I'm making the move to Nashville in October to start a new adventure. Don't worry, Newsroom will still be a thing, but you will begin to hear from some of the creative people in Nashville. So if you want to experience a live Newsroom event here in Cleveland, then come hang out with us on September 20th. I really hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. To learn more about Nikki and to book a styling session with her, head over to her Instagram at AlanStylingKlee. And of course, thank you, Nikki, for joining us here on Museroom. It was a delight. If you're new here, follow along with me on social. You can find me at muse.room on Instagram and Museroom Podcast on Facebook. If you have any questions or just want to say hey, feel free to shoot me an email to museroompodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And as always, I so appreciate the support that I get from Museroom listeners. If you haven't already, please take one minute to leave a review. Reviews are a wonderful way to show your support, and I read each and every one of them. Thank you so much. Have a great week.